Hallelujah. You're listening to LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. My name is Kathy Watts, and this is the LUTG Radio Show. Glory to God. We're going to open up with prayer. So, thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for thou art worthy. Father, I repent of my sins and come to you, Lord, through the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. I know that you are worthy of all glory, all honor, all power, all praise. And I freely give it to you, Lord God. Lord, for thou art worthy. You are my strength that I worship. With every breath that I have, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Lord, you be magnified through me. I thank you, Lord God, for using me as one of the many tools that you have. One of the many mouthpieces, Lord God, may I honor you in all my choices, Lord God, because you help me to make right choices. I thank you, Lord God, for your correction because it glorifies you. And what glorifies you, Lord God, blesses me that I may be a blessing to someone else in your love, in your honor, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for this love is complete. Because you are the source of love. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father. All glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our Father, for thou art worthy. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jehovah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Everything must bow at the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in the earth today, right now. The Father, who goes by the name I Am, is in heaven. And he is judge and ruler of all, the creator. Amen. Waymaker. He is not a creation, for he is the creator. Amen. And he lives. He is very much alive. Glory to God. The name of today's show is called Change the Atmosphere, Go Higher. Change the Atmosphere, Go Higher. Glory to God. Amen. Jesus loves you, beloved. I'm going to try and get this all in one, uh, but we may go to two. But I should say and. I was thinking as I was listening and just being fed, I was listening to some people last night and I, I could not remember some of the things I thought I had gotten wrong some of the things that they had said and I said okay well the gist of it is in spirit and in truth that it's how we seek God in spirit and in truth is how we seek God and if we notice every time that the Jews got in trouble it was because they were burying their head in sin and worst of all is disobedience. 
They were burying their head in sin and disobedience and dishonoring God. Anything you do that is a disobedience and is and is sin dishonors God. And every time they got in trouble, it was due to something like that. Every time they got blessed, it was when they honored God. Every time the Jews got blessed is when they honored God. And we, being engrafted Jews into the kingdom of God, we fall prey to that same thing. We would call it an adopted generational curse because how many of us know that we will do what we see being done? What our fathers and our mothers and our communities do as we are growing up we do those things unless we are hearing from God. Unless somebody is telling us the truth, we will do what we see because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You fell short the moment you had your first breath. And the moment you had your first breath was at the moment of inception in your mother's womb. The moment the egg and the sperm collided together, boom, and became one, you were a sinner. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You will find that in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23, where it lays out, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if you read on a little bit further, it tells you that being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Salvation came through Christ Jesus. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Before Jesus was able to purchase our salvation and our forgiveness and our righteousness, our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who became Israel, Joseph, Benjamin, they had to follow God. They had to believe in a spirit that they could not see, but they could hear. And they had to trust him that he would lead them in the right way to go. They knew of the story of Adam and Eve. But yet they barely spoke about it. They knew God. But yet many of them still sinned. Many of them. And many a times did they do it. When we read in the book of Exodus. I'm going to do this really quick. When we go to the book of Exodus. It's chapter 1. Now Joseph. Um, I should actually. I should go back. Let me go back a little bit. The story of Joseph. Joseph was from, um, his father was Isaac, and his mother was Rachel. I'm sorry, not Isaac. His father was Israel, and Israel's father was Isaac. So, um, Israel was also Jacob, who became Israel. God renamed him Israel, Jacob's ladder. Okay, so, 
Israel, I'm sorry, Jacob stole the birthright from Esau, his brother. He tricked his father Isaac into giving him the birthright, which was the inheritance being a father of many, of many nations, a father of nations. He stole that birthright. That was supposed to go to Esau because Esau was the oldest, but he stole it, right? And so his mother, Rebecca, told him to go back to her home to flee here, to go to her home to her brother Laban, who was also a deceitful man. But he, and he, um, Jacob went there to, to, when he got there, you know, he found a wife that he, a lady he wanted to marry, right? It was Laban's daughter, which actually was his cousin. And he wanted to marry Rachel. But Rachel was the youngest daughter. And her sister was the oldest. And she was cock at it. So he wasn't really feeling her. Because, you know, she looking all over here and all over there. He like, man. And so. (laughs) And so anyway, right. And so he had to work seven years when he thought he would get Rachel. But Laban tricked him. So then he had to work longer time to get the one that he really wanted right and so then he had to work again so that he could take care of his family now because now the first uh wife had had children he got to take care of them and then rachel you know he got her the one he wanted he still got to you know provide for a living for them so he had to work extra and laban was already cheating him and giving him the worst so god showed uh jacob how to overcome Laban's deceit. And so he had to go higher because remember, Jacob was a deceitful man. He was taught deceit by his mother. Remember, we will do what we see our mothers and fathers do and as they instruct us to do. We will do as they instruct us to do. This is Genesis chapter 27, starting off with verse 6. Now, Rebecca, she was a wise woman. Uh, you would call this wise, and wise is wise in your own understanding, but she was a she knew how to get hers, right? And so it goes, And Rebecca spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord, um, before the Lord, uh, before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me then fetch uh, from thence two good kids of goats. And I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he uh, he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. Now, they had to uh, put fur on uh, Jacob's arms because Esau was hairy. And so they went through, I don't read that part, don't read it yourself. They went through all this, right? And they... They went through all this trouble to deceive Isaac. 
um uh yeah to deceive isaac to so that jacob could so that jacob could get the blessing now both sons were her sons but jacob was always around his mother he grew up around his mother even though he knew his father he had a relationship with his father he was closer to his mother than esau and esau was closer to the father because he was the oldest so the father started off from an early age grooming esau to take over and so in the prayer in the blessing it said that esau would serve jacob and as a leader you cannot have someone else over you you gotta be at the top and so here you go jacob goes higher to the top by deceit but the problem is when you go high by deceit you don't hold that place for very long because later on in that same chapter it also says that uh in, in the story it says that uh i should say in the telling not the story in the telling it it says that he jacob had to flee for his life because esau was gonna kill him this is his brother who he thought his brother esau thought you know that's my brother we ride or die he ain't gonna never do nothing to hurt me but he did because his mama told him to because his mother knew that the one that gets the blessing is the one that gets the wealth and she was thinking if he dies if her husband dies then who will bless her so she was thinking in that i want to be with the one that's going to bless me the most meaning who she could control so back then women had no control over property nor land it had to be a man that owned the land a woman could not own land even if she had male children she could not own land the male boys even if they were not even of age could have the land but a woman could not now true enough a boy has to be of age in order to get that land you know the running and everything that you know know what's what but a woman cannot own land a woman cannot enter in, into a contract to buy land crazy right but that's what was true she couldn't own land and so but she she wanted she chose the one that she could control so that's what we need to see here and she showed him how to prosper even though it was an unjust prospering she went basically she went and took what did not belong to him and so who did she learn that from she learned that from laban because remember laban when uh when isaac isaac's servant was sent to get a wife for isaac who abraham had sent him to his people to get a wife which was rebecca um they had to go bearing gifts because he knew what kind of people his people were they weren't gonna give up nothing for free and she wasn't gonna go nowhere for free because she had always taught um i'm gonna get something for this for whatever i'm gonna prosper and so they had 10 animals and they took 10 animals to go and get this bride and so laban had uh told um had said well you know i can't really say whether or not she could come or go because you know really it's up to her when really it was not it was a negotiation but the whole family was a part of the negotiations right and so rebecca had learned to negotiate from her brother who was always 
trying to get the upper hand no matter what. But he was deceitful, which is why when Abraham even sent his servant to go and get a wife for his son Isaac, their animal stalls were empty. A rich man will have something in his stalls all the time, even if it's just horses to display to show how rich he is or cows that don't even produce milk but you'll show how rich he is he gonna have something to show you how rich he is in those stalls laban's stalls were empty and i will bet they were empty because he was so deceitful because he was so deceitful he deceived his own nephew three times and would have kept doing it, didn't even care. Because his mind and his thinking was, um, I'm going to get what I can get. And all he can get is all he can take. All he can think of taking is what he did. And so when we're raising up people, whether we're raising up children or we're trying to teach somebody about God or trying to teach somebody a new trade, you always want to show them the best practices. So, like, for example, if I was trying to teach you how to change a tire, I'm going to tell you to secure the car first, even though you're only on one side of the car. I'm going to also tell you don't jack the car up to the point where it's tilting over because one or two things can happen. It could tilt all the way over and hurt somebody, or it could fall down and kill you. And so I'm going to tell you don't tilt, don't jack it all the way up. I'm going to tell you to put some cones in front of all four tires or all three. Um, and I'm going to tell you to secure uh, the sides with jack stands, even though you have the jack that's holding it up. I'm going to tell you to secure it with jack stands in case that jack fails. You see what I'm saying? And so anytime I'm, I'm, I would train somebody on how to change a tire or how to change a starter in a car or how to change an alternator or how to change the oxygen uh, sensor or, you know what I'm saying, how you going to change the electrical along the wall, how, whatever you going to do. If I, if I tell you the right way to do it, I keep you from getting killed or keep you from hurting somebody else. But if I tell you the shortcut way to do or tell you a way that will make sure that you have to come back to me, then I'm running a risk of you, of your car dying in the middle of the street or you hurting somebody else just so I can get more money out of you, which is not just. So you pay me to train you how to change a tire, but if I don't tell you to secure all those bolts past hand tight, meaning you go hand tight and then you take your crowbar and you twist one, two. So if I don't tell you to make sure that's secure one, two, so that you're not riding on only hand tight bolts but you're riding on um equipment type bolts so that as you're rolling it does not loosen up you know that's the right thing to do but if i tell you i just do it hand tight don't matter if it's loose then that tire pops off it hits somebody in the head they dead nobody really survives getting hit in the head when a tire comes off at 30 miles an hour because that's a that's a serious high impact hit and so anyway, and so Rachel, uh, Rebecca learned deceit from Laban. But God delivered Jacob 
from that deceit and gave him the wealth of Laban. But check this out. Laban got his wealth from his brother, from, uh, yeah, from his brother, Abraham. Abraham, of course, is the, uh, father of Isaac and the grandfather of Jacob. And so basically it was a, it was Laban was holding the wealth for Jacob. (laughs) That was a wealth transfer right there. Laban was holding the wealth for Jacob. Had Laban been honest and just, they both would have made out. But Laban was deceitful from the beginning and did not even try and change, did not even try and know or understand the God of Jacob or his brother Abraham. He he continued in his deceit and his ill knowledge of the word and of the and of God. And because he did that, he lost. He lost all the wealth and all the the herds that he had were feeble. So basically, he returned to the ditch to a low place. He returned to a low place in his mind and economically. So when um he, when Jacob left Laban with his two daughters and his family, his wife Rebekah, Jacob's wife, which is the daughter of Laban, Rebecca took those idols thinking that those idols would keep her safe because she felt safe in the home with Laban, her father, because he worshiped idols. And so Laban came after Jacob saying, you stole my idols. You stole my idols. I'm going to kill you, you son of a gun. You took and he figured if you stole my idols, then you stole my sheep. So the next thing he was going to do was say, you took the good of the sheep because later after he left, after Jacob left, Laban realized that uh, he had the feeble sheep. And so the only reason why Laban came after Jacob was for the good sheep. That's the only reason why he came back. He didn't come back for those idols. Laban could have gotten another idol from any place in town. He could have made one. It was a carved image. He could have made one. He came for the sheep. For the for the flock, the healthy flock. Okay, so in Genesis thirty and thirty, it it says that um, Joseph says, um, "I'm sorry, Joseph. I keep calling Joseph. It's Jacob." He says, "For it was little which thou hast before I came, and now it has increased unto a multitude, and the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming." And so he's asking Laban, "I want to get out. I want to get out. I want to get out." And so Laban, um, they agreed that Jacob would take all the speckled, uh, you know, flock. Everything that has a speck on it, he would take it. Okay, and so when you, in the in the chapter 30 down towards the end, it says, um, it says, uh, and the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle rings, uh, ring straked, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring staked and the um and all the brown and the uh, flock of laban he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not into laban's cattle and it came to pass whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive 
uh, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters and they might conceive among the rods. And when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in so that the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maidservants uh, and men servants and cattle and asses. And so Jacob basically um, turned this around on Laban. And so basically God had told him what to do uh, to win here. And so in this instance, he trusted God and he he went higher. He exceeded. And because Laban was deceitful, he lost and he lost an abundance. Like I said, there was a wealth transfer there. Laban, because the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And in this moment, the heart of Jacob had been changed. The heart because he he fell in love. And he he now wanted to become a covering rather than a thief. Because in the in the beginning of his life, he was a thief. He stole what wasn't his. And he didn't really take he didn't think too hard about stealing it. But now when he, he wanted to love and be loved, he wanted to become a covering. And so he knew that he had to provide in order to be a good covering. You got to provide and you got to use wisdom. And so he started depending on God. Anytime a man really wants to gain great wealth and gain great, uh, be a great covering, he starts to depend on God because he knows that that is the truth. You're like, well, Kathy, there's many people that are rich and got plenty, and they heathen. They don't know Jesus. True. They don't know Jesus. But ask them how happy they are, how joyous they are, how afraid of death they are. Are they? Do they know where they're going when they leave this place? Do they wish that they had a better understanding of God? Do they wish that they could talk to God? Some of them actually think that they've done so much wrong that they cannot talk to God. And some of them heard God and ran and said, well, I'll catch up with you when I'm old. I'm young right now, so I'm going to enjoy this. I tell you this, if you really want to be a good covering, and one of the, the best coverings that you can be is a man that knows God and that on a daily basis, blesses and prophesies to his children see prophecy is edification is not just foreseeing what is to come but it is in the words and the seeds that you sow in to your family that's your wife and your children now if you don't have any children it's your wife it's your business it's your pets i can tell you this now you start speaking mean to those pets they will attack you but if you love on them, meaning you speak blessed words to them, they will be your defense. They will put themselves in between you and danger. When you bless them, they will bless you. And so you sow good words into, the, into that wife. You know, even if, like, for example, her hair is jacked up, right? That ain't me. <laughs> Her hair, let's say one day her hair is jacked up. Rather than go, dang, whoa, be like, yo, babe, um, how, 
you know, let me do something for you. Let me let me get your hair done. You know, because most often times women will take the money they have and they will spend it on the house and make sure everybody else in the house is straight. And then they think of themselves. They will make sure their husband is straight. They'll make sure their kids are straight. They'll make sure that the house is straight because the house represents the husband as well as them. And so whatever she does reflects on him. And so she's trying to make sure that when he invites people over, that they come into a clean place, they come into a nice place. I don't care what career woman you are, when it comes to you and your man, you always want to make sure that people see him in a good light. And so oftentimes she'll not she'll forget to do for herself because she's trying to make sure that his picture looks good. But she often forgets that she is a part of his picture. She's a part of his picture. And that's the one thing that Rachel forgot or didn't understand, I should say. She didn't, instead of, and I don't even know that, uh, it, it seems as though he didn't tell her that he was talk that, uh, that J- Jacob didn't tell Rachel about God. I would think that he would have because Laban knew about God. And he knew about the God of Abraham, who was his brother, and knew that Abraham's children knew about God. But for some reason, she either she just I guess she either rejected it or gave it seemed like she gave into fear because she took these idols so that she could be safe. And so she went to a low place. She let fear overtake her because she had not understood that you don't give in to fear. God did not give you a spirit of fear. And here it is. You have the man of God that's being blessed by the Lord God Almighty. But he was also a deceitful man. And so though she loved him, he still had the heart. He still looked like her father who was a deceitful man. Still looked like her father. So anyway, she she took these idols out of fear and when uh Laban came to get his uh to get his wealth back is what he came. He chased after Jacob to get his wealth back. He didn't want his daughters. He didn't want them freaking idols. He wanted his wealth because before Laban came, well first of all, you know, I already told you the story. Before Laban came, he didn't re- he was okay, but he didn't have a lot a lot because over the years, you know, he messed that up. Because Abraham gave him a lot. Abraham gave him a lot. But, you know, being a deceitful person, you lose that blessing because of all the deceit, right? And so when when Jacob came, Jacob, basically, he multiplied that what Abraham had given him, right? He multiplied it. And so when, uh, like I said, when he deceived Jacob, God was like, well, this is what you do to get your to get yours, to get it back. This is what you do. You know you're going to need something. This is what you do. I'm going to show you how to get it. So he got the best of the flock. So Laban came to get the flock back, and he came by a cute. And what he did was he said, I accuse you of stealing my idols, my gods. And Joseph, I mean, Jacob is like, what? Nah, nah, man. This camp, my house is a righteous house. We are upright and true. 
We don't need no stupid idols, man. I got God. I'm I'm paraphrasing. And so, uh, you know, Joseph, I mean, uh, Jacob was so secure in that everybody in his house worshiped his God that he decreed a thing that whoever those idols lay with would die. And lo and behold, it happened to be the one that he had worked so hard to get, Rachel, the one he loved so much, Rachel. Back then, whoever, whatever God your husband worshiped is the God that you are supposed to worship, the wife. Crazy, right? Had she simply done that, all would have been well. But that's a good example to show us that sometimes people are are unevenly yoked. And sometimes you don't even know what's in your household until you ask, which is the reason why you got to ask before you create a household. Yo, man, what you repping? Who you worshiping? Tell me sister woman who you worshiping who is your god who do you who do you know you got to know those things because otherwise you're going to have the accuser going before the courts of heaven before god and saying look i have a right to go and take everything from them because they are une- he is unevenly yoked or she is unevenly yoked Because the next thing that was going to happen, and I should tell you, hold on a second. Let me tell you what that is so you can read it for yourself. So in the beginning of the next chapter, it's where uh, Laban's son tells him, Father, he stole all your wealth. He stole all the wealth. And then you go down to 34. It says, I mean, sorry, verse 24 says, And God came to Laban, the Syrian, in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob uh, either good or bad. Okay, and so basically, um, you know, so he, he ba- basically Laban didn't have a foot to stand on. And uh, and so he he's complaining about, you didn't give me a chance to kiss my daughters and my sons, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, he's cursing, um, Jacob ends up cursing his own family. Because he thought for sure, no, they follow my God. They ain't got, uh, they ain't got your your gods. And uh, they're going back and forth and all this. And so I say that all to say is that sometimes we can work hard for a thing, and we believe that everything is all well with our uh with our walk, and we believe that you know everybody is worshiping the same God and everybody's. You got one family member worshiping Jesus, one of them worshiping this God, one of them worshiping that God, another one. But, and that's because you haven't laid down the foundation of faith. And so you got to tell your family about Jesus. You got to tell them about the love of God. You got to tell them who God is and let them know that that is the way to life, to eternity, so that you'll live in peace and you'll live in rest. And here it is, the, the, the offspring of Abraham, 
is a blessed people. A blessed people. They entered Jacob, Israel, Joseph, and Abraham, and Isaac entered into the rest of the Lord. They are with God in heaven. But the love of Jacob, where is she? She died in birth, giving birth to Benjamin. And she was unsaved. I'm like, what? But you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that she did get saved. Because when I when I read that portion that she had these idols, I thought he was unevenly yoked and did not even know it. Oh, my God. And he cursed his own wife, the one he loved more than anyone or anything. And I'm thinking at the moment that he cursed her, I will bet he ran to her and said, woman, I must tell you about God. You must believe before you die. She was in a low place and she needed to go higher. She needed to go higher. Okay, and so God God did something miraculous here and he to me this is like a twofold thing. In in a chapter in the previous chapter in chapter 35 um God okay, so in chapter 34 uh Dinah his daughter was raped and so he had to um his brothers went and took vengeance on her behalf and basically killed all of them killed all the men right and then um Jacob was worried about the men of the land uh coming out against him and so God told him to make an altar and to pray and one of the things in order to do that he told everybody in his household to all the idols, get rid of all the false idols and now to worship the Lord. And so at that point is when his wife, Rachel, who was still uh, in labor, would have had an opportunity to give her heart to the Lord. And so when we think about how one tragedy will bring about a life being saved, it's it's kind of miraculous. It's bad that she got raped, but because her sons, because her brothers took vengeance in such a vicious way, it caused Jacob to have to call on the God of his father. He had to call on Jehovah Adonai to secure his family to make sure that him and his whole family would not be killed by the other Canaanites in the land because he, they, his brothers, his sons took out every male of that household that raped the other prince that raped his, uh, his sister. And so, and so God used that, that instance to uh, cause his, Jacob's entire house to be saved and to worship him. And he renamed Jacob Israel. And he told him that your sons would be kings. And um, and so it was King Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Along with many others, but King Jesus is the most important one. So we got through that first portion. There is more. I'm basically teaching you as I have learned and as I'm getting new revelations 
Because to me, the worst thing that can happen is that a person could die and not be saved. Because without believing in God, you go to hell. And so I tell you, the first time I read that, I was like, no, she goes to hell. Why? <laughs> and then I had to read on further. I was like, oh, he 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 cleansed his whole house. They all began to worship God. I was like, yes, yay. <laughs> so I offer you an opportunity for salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, now is a great time to give God your heart. Now is a time to let the Lord know that you want to be saved and that you want to be forgiven of all your sins. Like Rachel got an opportunity to say yes to Jehovah God. You have an opportunity to not only say yes to the father, but to receive the blood covering of Jesus Christ. And so to have Jesus to present you before the father as his bridesmaid. Amen. Glory to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly 100%. Make me a light in a dark place. And from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Never pick up another idol again. Read your Bible. Start off with the book of John chapter one. Don't miss. Amen. Read it every day. And um, find yourself a Bible-based church. There's some on the website, letgradio.com. It's on the first, on the home page uh, at the bottom. And uh, let me know that you guys saved. You can hit me up on chat for Spreaker, or you can uh, uh, email me. Uh, but if you go to Spreaker.com and look for LUTG Radio and Kathy Brock, that's me. And um, just let me know, hey, Kathy, I got saved. Yay! Or you can put put it up on Twitter. It's uh it's twitter.com forward slash L U T G radio. Let us thank God radio L U T G. All right. Oh, thank God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you got saved. You are listening to L U T G radio's WKKP digital broadcasting. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Amen. See ya.